Hi there, I'm Eileen Thompson, founder of Treasured Ministries. Welcome to our podcast and YouTube channel where we talk about conquering codependency God's way. You know, for years, I was unaware of my codependency struggle because it flew right under the radar of my confused Christianity and controlling tendencies to find love. But when God brought an awareness and an unraveling of codependency that would open my arms to real intimacy with Him, everything changed. Now, I'm not a psychologist or a therapist. Don't expect an expert on this channel. I don't even have a seminary degree. But I am a woman that found freedom from codependency through God dependency. And now I'm passionate about sharing this with others. So join me as we discover truth, experience freedom, and live treasured. All right, so in this week, we looked at Joshua chapter two in one of my favorite stories, and that's the story of Rahab. And in honor of her, I wore this red scarlet shirt um, because of her making that courageous choice to believe God and to tie that scarlet cord in her window. And what I wanna talk to you about this morning is the fact that her courageous choice to do that um, had an impact on her family. Not only did it bless her family and save her family, but for generations to come, for even you and I today, Rahab's choice had a ripple effect of blessings. You see, allowing Christ to redefine our identity and the purpose for which we were created not only creates an impact on our lives, but it creates an impact on other lives as well. I wanna to talk to you today about how Jesus can come into our lives and break those negative generational patterns in our life so that with the new choices that we make, that just like Rahab, we can create a ripple effect of blessings for generations to come. Now, inside of this passage, we see that Rahab saved her family. But Rahab's influence didn't end there. You see, Rahab would go on to become the mother of Boaz. And from her experience of being rescued, Rahab also carried the empathy that can only come through experience and the appreciation of God's love and grace. But we know that what we've been through is something that we can give to our children. And as Boaz was a little baby and grew up, I have no doubt that his mother Rahab shared her experience of how a loving God rescued her and how she was adopted and accepted into the family of God's people. And when Boaz grew up, who should he meet inside of his fields one day but Ruth, Ruth the foreigner that he had that same empathy on and took her to be his bride as a kinsman 
redeemer. Boaz took in this Moabite woman, Ruth. And we know that probably he was influenced in a positive way from Rahab's story and the fact that the Israelites took her in. And then even for future generations, for you and I, Rahab is in the lineage of Jesus Christ. And not only that, but for me, because of the fact that her name is mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus Christ, that blesses me. It brings me hope because it lets me know that the flaws inside of my family are not meant to bring shame to me or be a burden in my life. Let it inspire us that you and I can be the first inside of our families to walk in new and different ways. Now, as we look at Rahab's life, she was a prostitute. She worshiped pagan gods. And she did this because this is what she knew. This is how she was brought up. This is the world that she lived in inside of Jericho. And much like you and I have grown up inside an environment, inside that environment, we learn certain things. It sort of is like gravity. It is what it is. In other words, gravity is always present. And you and I learn how to cope with life or we pick up on behavioral patterns through our parents. My children pick up on behavioral patterns through me. And it, it just, it is what it is. We don't have control over it. We're brought up in this environment and just like Rahab worshiping those pagan gods, that's what everybody was doing around her, right? And so that's what she did. And I want to just give you a list of unhealthy patterns um, that, that can be passed down. And this by no means is an exhaustive list, but worry, materialism, workaholism, alcoholism, codependency, bitterness, anger, legalism, perfectionism, misplaced priorities, adultery, people-pleasing. That's just a small list of maybe things that we saw in our parents. Maybe they weren't worshiping, right, other gods, but they behaved in certain ways. And we learn, we just learn it. It's just learned uh, behavior. And um, before you start to maybe feel um, ashamed or worried because of you're thinking about your own children and, oh my goodness, what are you passing on to them? Know this, that God is continually pointing out to me areas of my life that I need to change. And don't see this as, as um, something to be ashamed of. Let it inspire you to be like Rahab and say, my choices, my new choices make a difference. And as I am led by Jesus Christ, that he will lead me into make new patterns for blessings to come. So I want you to think about it this way. Before Christ came into your heart, uh, we were all like a, children, a child without a papa. We were slaves to the basic principles of this world. One of those principles that applied pressure and promptings to our life are those generational patterns. But there are other things, and this graphic is certainly not an exhaustive list, but the world standards gave us pressure, legalism, religious standards, 
what other people said or thought about us, our flesh, the enemy's lies, all of those things applied pressure to our lives. And without God as Father, that is what we had to live on. In similar fashion, Rahab was surrounded by those walls inside of Jericho until she tied the scarlet cord on her heart. At that moment, God broke her free. Joshua rescued her and she could begin to live a new life. A life that was not directed by her past in Jericho, but by her new life as one of God's chosen people. In similar fashion, you and I are no longer bound. Instead of our generational patterns, having control over our life through new choices, we can now have an impact on generations to come. Now, some of the patterns that we learned um, from former generations, some of those are healthy, right? And then some of those are not. But the bottom line is that we should never shoulder the shame, right? Because it's just sort of like gravity. It is what it is. But you and I, um, uh, uh, Rahab didn't sit there and blame um, the fact on, well, this is just how I grew up and blah, blah, blah. No, she trusted the living God. And because she trusted the living God, she made a choice that created a change that would make a ripple effect of blessings for year to come. And the same is true for you and I. You see, destructive cycles in our life are broken when we reach out for the right rescue through our relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's what Rahab did. She reached out for the right rescue because she believed that God was all-powerful. That's really all that she knew. And so she reached out for the right rescue and she made that choice to hang that scarlet cord on her window so that not just her, but her family would be saved. And similarly for us, this points a picture of applying the blood of Jesus Christ over our lives so that Jesus can bring us into a new way of living. First um, uh, Peter 1, 18 through 19 says this, for you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty way of life inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid with mere gold or silver, which lose their value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless lamb of God. And so the solution to walking away from behavioral patterns and it's, it's impossible for us to do this on our own. The solution is not self-help. The solution is not analyzing our past, although that can tell you why you are the way you are. But it's only when we reach out for the, res the right rescue that we can um, become the woman that God created us to be and leave those ripple effects of blessings for future generations through the righteousness of Christ. The solution is not self-help. It's sonship. Galatians 4, 4 through 7 says this, 
But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, under the law to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father, so you are no longer a slave, but you are God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you an heir. In other words, when you and I um, become born again, we have a new bloodline. We are God's children. We are part of God's family. And so inside of God's family, you and I can learn to live differently and bring blessings for generations to come. Now, just because we're positioned inside of this family, just because um, uh, my salvation in Christ happens immediately the moment that I believe, that my position is always there. I am always God's child and nothing will ever change it. So my position is the same. But my condition, whether or not I'm living out, right, is based on the choices that I make by faith. You see, authentic love never controls. God will never force us to follow him. He invites us into a relationship with him and then invites us to surrender that we can live differently and experience the life the way that he intended it. Now, inside of Joshua 2, 17 through 21, it illustrates this point that Rahab, the responsibility for her to put that scarlet cord in the window, that rested on her choice, right? Joshua 2, um, 17 says this, Now the men had said to her, This oath that you made us swear will not be binding unless when we enter the land you have tied this scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down. In other words, it was up to Rahab to make the choice. They made the promise that Joshua would save her, but Rahab had to make the choice. Jesus supplies the rescue, but my choices are my responsibility, and this is never easy. It takes courage to make new choices, and understand this, that this is like a lifetime process of us unlearning our old patterns to learn new ones as we're led by the Holy Spirit. Um, and one of the most powerful illustrations I've ever heard of this comes from a book that I read by Bob Hamp called Live Differently, Think Differently. And inside of this book, he tells this story that really illustrates this point that while we can be in God's family, we can experience continual frustration because we are still um, unlearning these old habits. Um, the description of his book says this, each of us are born separated from our true father and suffers from the ingrained habits of our false parents. And even when we come into God's family, we often find barriers that stand in the way of becoming who God intends us to be. 
And so inside of this book, um, Bob Hamp is is showing us and telling us that that God does want us to learn to walk a new way and he's never ashamed of us, but he'll continually teach us new ways because he wants us to live the way he intended us to live. And you see that courage that you and I have and it's a lifetime process. If you don't hear me say anything else in this, um, this message is not meant to bring shame, but to inspire you. It's a lifetime process of being taught by our Heavenly Father who we really are and the purpose for which we were created and how to live with joy and peace so that we can become the woman that God created us to be. And when we live that way, we bring blessing, not just into our lives, but for generations to come. Inside of our families, every single one of us lives inside of families that are fractured. I mean, let's be real. There are no perfect families. We live in a broken world. And inside of our broken world, that weight brings fractures and flaws inside of our family. There's no perfect people. Your parents couldn't be perfect. That situation that you grew up in, it was not perfect. But what a blessing to know that just like Rahab, when she was rescued, it says in Joshua 6, 25, but Joshua spared Rahab the prostitute with her family and all who belonged to her because she hid the men. Joshua had sent a spies to Jericho and she lives among the Israelites to this day. What a gift to know that you and I can escape that pull of generational um, unhealthy habits because we belong to a new family that can teach us new ways to grow. And the answer is not in blaming your parents or blaming your past. It's reaching out for the right rescue, being that brave heart just like Rahab was and becoming the woman that God created you to be. As you believe God, and God changes your broken heart into a brave heart and you walk in new ways one step at a time. Would you be willing today to see the flaws in your family? We all have them. And the flaws in your own life, would you see that as inspiration to live differently so that you can make a difference. As I was preparing for this um, passage, I was thinking about um, just my own habit of maybe saying things like, well, that was stupid, or I shouldn't have done that, or just, you know, all those things that women say all the time when we're maybe talking negatively about ourselves. And the Lord really just inspired me through this story. Would you really watch the words that you come that come out of your mouth so that through your new living that you could teach your children to speak words of life 
over themselves and over others instead of those negative thoughts. So let the flaws that you see in yourself, that you see in your family, don't shoulder the shame of that. Reach out for the right rescue and under the righteousness of Christ, begin to learn a new way. So I'm going to close with a battle plan, right? For our solution of sonship. Number one is to recognize the patterns. Recognize the negative patterns. And, and we do this by spending time in God's word. We recognize that having a hot temper is not the way that God intends for us to live, right? We recognize that, um, that workaholism is not the way that God wants us to live. And so recognize that. And the way that God works, it's almost like he peels away one layer at a time as we're in this beautiful lifetime process of, of, of this sanctification and becoming who God created us to be. So we recognize it by spending time with our Heavenly Father as he points out areas that we need to walk differently in. Secondly, reach out for the right rescue. Ask for help. Reach out for Jesus. Just like Rahab reached out and asked for help, you can go to the Lord in prayer and say, I recognize my hot temper, and I don't want to live this any way anymore. Lord, I need your help. And in that vulnerability, that's when we come to the Lord in humility. For him to do what only he can do. Next, rest in his righteousness. Don't be condemned when you see these flaws. Understand that you're under the righteousness of Christ. Next, rebuild with his truth. When God shows us um, wrong ways of living, he will often give us a truth to hang on to. Use what you learn with meditating on the truth and begin to renew your mind so that with that new way of thinking, you'll start that new way of living. Next is responsibility. Take responsibility for your choices. Oh my word, for years, I still have to watch myself. I love blaming people for my other choices, right? Then I don't have to take ownership over them. But when we take responsibility, that's when um, we let go of blaming others who they have no power to change us and we can reach out for the right rescue. Next, realize that if you fall, you're still under that righteousness of Christ. You're still his child and it doesn't leave you outside of the family, right? And that it's in the falling, when you push yourself back up, that you become a little stronger every step of the time to become who God created you to be. They say that when babies fall, that part of them propping themselves, when a baby falls when it's learning how to walk, that part of them propping themselves up, part of that is they get to build muscles that help them to not just walk, but to run. And when you fall, you're like that little baby, and your heavenly father is not ashamed of you. He's not disappointed in you. He's cheering you on, and he props you right back up. And in the propping up, in that standing up, you become a little bit wiser and a little bit stronger to become who God created you to be. Next, receive forgiveness. 
and forge ahead and forgive those that came before you for their wrong choices that they experienced and passed down to you. And that is how you reach out for the right rescue allowing Christ to redefine your identity and the purpose for which you were created as you walk in sonship not only impacts your lives but the lives of those to come.